So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. Karma is the guy in the Chiefs coming straight home to me. I'm sorry. Fuck me up. I am losing it at every single aspect of this. Julie, every single piece of content from this concert is worthy of analysis. Every single one. I just cannot get over how obsessed with this I am. I am I'm like shocking myself here. I know I say it every week almost, but like, I mean... This footage more than anything else, I I am obsessed. There is so much here. First of all, first of all, obviously I know the main event here, at least as far as I'm concerned, the main event is her running Tim after the concert. We will discuss that at length. I actually, even though I know we both have watched that upwards of 20 times, I would like to rewatch it live just to kind of elicit that immediate reaction, but we can do that in a few minutes. Let's first talk about some of the other elements because Prior to this lyric change, already we have him in the box with her dad, with her dad wearing the Chiefs lanyard. So already we've seen nothing else and I'm hooked. By the way, forget about him being in the box with her dad for a second. Just the sheer fact that he's there. The last time Travis attended a Taylor Swift concert, they were not together. We have seen her at his games, at his events, but we haven't seen him there supporting her as anything other than a fan. We now see him as the biggest fan and her boyfriend with her dad in this box. I I mean, the last time he was at the show, he literally wanted to give her a friendship bracelet with his number on it and couldn't because she wasn't meeting people. And now we have her running to him after the show and kissing him publicly. No, I am sorry. That is the stuff dreams are made of. Like, I cannot think of a more inspirational story than what you just outlined. Well, for two reasons. One, it's just what we've watched unfold of this love story. But two, which is honestly the bigger area of motivation is just the fact that we are watching a true power couple in real time. Watching them support each other in their respective fields, being at the top of those fields, like that's an aspect of this story that just cannot be ignored. That is like, to me, that is everything. It is, but honestly, I was really thinking about this because before the episode, I said to you, just send me any links to any videos we would possibly be talking about just to make sure I've seen it all. And you sent probably 20 links and I had already watched every single one multiple times as I know you had. But if I were really trying to summarize why I am so obsessed with this for one reason, which there's a million, but if I really had to simplify it, it's because... Neither of them seemingly give one fuck about playing it cool. 
First of all, we as fans of this relationship could not be playing it less cool, but also how could you blame us? But we're also following their lead. Neither of them are acting too cool. They're showing wholeheartedly their enthusiasm about this relationship. And that is why I am so drawn to this above anything else. You do not typically see people at this level of fame with this type of public attention be so willing to engage in like what could be considered fan fiction. Like this is straight out of some fan fiction. It just so happens to be real life. Well, it does feel like there's a lot of like equality within the relationship, like both of them supporting each other equally. And I feel like something that we always come back to and what fans always come back to is comparing what we are seeing now to what we saw with Taylor and Joe Alwyn. And I think that really came up more than ever seeing Travis supporting Taylor the way he is at her concert. Because, I mean, first of all, the lyric change in Karma was originally Guy on the Screen. The song was about Joe Alwyn. And so it's not just a lyric change of the song. It's a lyric change about an ex-boyfriend who has been heavily compared to her current relationship. And also, I think what a lot of people felt throughout the course of that relationship is that Joe was not publicly supportive enough of her. People are showing videos of him at her concert, videos of them out. And it, in their minds, what they're showcasing doesn't even compare to the level of support we're seeing from Travis. And of course, we don't know the ins and outs of that relationship with Joe Alwyn, but just in terms of the way it feels on a public level in terms of supporting each other publicly, it's a, it's a whole other ballgame, literally. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's like, yes, I understand on some level comparing the two is interesting just in terms of his seeming lack of enthusiasm as compared to Travis, who's like number one fan, so enthusiastic, so happy to be there. But I do not even want to utter that man's name anymore. Like I am so focused on this moment. And first of all, the smile on her face when she delivered that lyric change, knowing the impact it was about to have, coupled with, by the way, before we even get into Travis's reaction and her dad's reaction, the dancer's reactions. Like they also were actively losing it while having to dance in the middle of the whole thing. We then have the footage of Travis who is just absolutely on cloud nine and her dad, her dad who is looking at Travis like so excited that the whole thing is even happening. No, M, the whole thing is genuinely so overwhelming. It's the kind of thing where I'm sure that if you were in that stadium in Argentina, you are saying to everyone, guys, I know you saw the videos, but you cannot even imagine what it's like being there. And I would say they are a hundred percent right. But as much as one could imagine what the feeling is like having not been there is what I feel is translating through these videos. It's like, you get what a moment that was. Beyond, I don't even have the words for it because I can't think of off the top of my head, at least something that has played out in recent history in this sort of a way. Like I was just trying to think like, What power, power, power couples have we seen in the beginning of their relationship, uh, like front and center on the world stage, supporting and loving each other so publicly like this in such an exciting way? I mean, I I literally cannot think of anything off the top of my head. Well, recently, if we're talking like, let's say the last six months, the answer is no. It just, it just hasn't been like this. <laughs> Things have been so dry pop culture wise that I think we spent 10 minutes last week talking about Kim's hair up. Um, I need you to understand. And I know you do because you feel the same. We could have an outline that is so stacked that we recorded for three hours and I would still, and you would still be insistent on dedicating 10 minutes to Kim's hair and an updo. Honestly, true. <laughs> Points were made. 
no further comment. But okay, just back to this for a second, because literally every single piece of this needs to be analyzed. So we have the lyric change. We have her smiling, the dancers losing it, Travis losing it, the crowd losing it, her dad losing it. Like we are all in. We have her during blank space pointing to him when she sings the line, because you know I love the players and you love the game. We have him singing Ole Ole Taylor with the rest of the crowd. I mean, already we have so much content. And we then have the grand finale. The show is over. The crowd is still going wild. She exits the stage, does a little wave, starts walking towards him who is standing with his hands behind his back. And she then makes a fucking run for it and quite literally runs into his arms. They kiss and they walk off kissing into the backstage. And I'm sorry, I know we've watched this a million times, but before we talk about it right now, I want us to both pull it up, which I know you have because I sent you the link. And on the count of three, let's just play it so that we can really react in real time. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, one, two, three. She's waving, she's waving, she's running. No, this is crazy. No, this is fucking crazy. You know what I love, Julie? I love that he's waiting there with his hands behind his back so respectfully because he knows she has a very specific things with her fans. Like the way that she likes to play it is her thing. And in this current moment, even though he is her boyfriend, like he kind of takes a backseat here to her leading the way as the performer. Like all of these people are gathered here to see her. And he wanted to make sure that she played it the way that she wanted to play it. And the way that she wanted to play it was just to run into his arms. And the second... She showed she was down for that. He was right there embracing her. This is wild. I mean, okay, can can we have another discussion? Duh. They're going to get married, right? I don't know. I, I know for the last few weeks when we've spoken about this, I've repeatedly said to you, you know, the conversation of them being endgame is less interesting to me because I'm just so interested in what happens right now. And if they were to break up tomorrow, I'd be just as interested. That stance has kind of changed. Like, yes, Of course, there's still a part of me that would be more than happy to just cement this as the moment in pop culture history, but like, I don't know. And he, obviously, I mean, this is the guy that's been smitten before she even knew who he was necessarily, but you can tell she is like really, really into him. She is giddy. I want to see this be endgame. I don't want to see this be another relationship that we just get obsessed with for the time being and then we all have to move on and and it was just another pop culture story that came and went. That's not what I want here. I want the full fucking thing. I want the big engagement. I want the speculation about how much the ring cost. I want the full wedding with like all of the celebrities in the world that you could possibly think of in attendance. I want it to be a destination, a three-day affair. Like I want us to get a full, typical, old school, 2000s, power couple love story out of this. Like, I want to see this go all the way. Like, I want to see this be in an ideal world, which wouldn't even happen, but just to like compare it to what we used to get. Like, I want to see them get married and have it be the people exclusive. Now it would be a Vogue exclusive, but just in terms of like the scale of the magnitude of what it would have been 20 years ago, like that's what I want. I knew you were going to say that. We were standing in the checkout aisle of the supermarket, holding up that People magazine with them on the cover. Again, would never happen in this day and age. But yes, that is exactly what I am envisioning if we are comparing this to 
the greats when we were growing up. Like I so badly do not want this to be the kind of thing where a year from now we're talking about some pop culture story and we mention this and are like, wow, doesn't Taylor and Travis kind of feel like a fever dream the way that we'll say Pete and Kim? I don't want that. This feels different. I know it has the potential to be different. And I am so badly wanting this to last for as long as physically possible. I want a wedding. I'm sorry. I want a show-stopping. I want to see a magazine headline that says America's Royal Couple. (gasps) Like, we deserve that. No, we fucking so deserve that. You guys. I can't stop watching these videos. I'm sorry. I can't stop watching them. Because it's like so... I know I said it earlier, the whole thing about them not being too cool they're so excited by each other. And that feeling, listen, I know it's on a massive scale because of who we're talking about here, but that feeling of being so excited by the person you just started seeing is so real. And I think on some level, we've all experienced that. And so then to watch it play out on the grandest scale, maybe ever, like it does not get bigger in terms of fame or the public stage than Taylor Swift's world tour, right? Like this is backstage Taylor Swift's world tour with the most recent Super Bowl champion waiting for her with his hands behind his back. I'm sorry. Like that is unfucking believable. It's unbelievable. I know. I know. I don't know, Julie. My tune is changing because I've been saying to you every time you brought it up, asking if they're endgame, I kept giving the same response. And now I find myself being like, wait, so what do you think? Because I almost want like a fucking fireworks proposal. You know, like I want them to keep this same momentum in terms of the grand nature of the displays because speaking for myself, nothing that they're going to do, I'm going to find to be too corny, too over the top. I want it all. I am fucking obsessed with it all. I want him to like literally win the Super Bowl and propose to her at like the end celebration on camera. Like that is what I want. I want her to like run on the field and have him pick her up and like spin her around. I, I want and then propose and then propose. But like even I just want everything because I okay. What I cannot get over. I'm sorry. Just in that one video, she starts walking, and when she sees him, she starts running. That is only a run you do when you are down so fucking bad for the guy. And I don't just mean like for the dick because I think that too, but also for the guy, like. That is a woman that is so excited to see her man. And obviously he can't even contain himself, but he is respectful enough to really let her lead the way. Like it would have been very different if he came running towards her. He purposely, and I'm, trust me, I'm sure everything inside of him wanted to, but he was letting her play it. And she played it. She ran into his arms. He grabs her and they walk into that tunnel kissing. Could you imagine backstage? I don't even mean like, them them hooking up backstage is not even, I don't even mean it like that because obviously my mind goes there as well. But the, in this current moment, that's not what I'm thinking about. It's like just the overwhelming happiness, them sitting in the car. I'm sure because I'm sure that you guys also saw the video of them leaving when they get into the SUV. Like oh, what I'm envisioning is them sitting there and his hand on her thigh, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. And like that feeling that every single girl can relate to, although it hasn't been with Travis Kelsey, but when you're sitting next to a guy specifically in a car and you like him, or in this case, you love him and he puts his hand on your inner thigh, it just, it just does something to you. It's a feeling that cannot be replicated otherwise. And I know for a fact, she was feeling that. I'm going to lose it. I'm literally going to lose it from him too, though. Like that element of it cannot be ignored. He is 
Oh my God. Like, and oh, you know, we didn't even talk about him getting like People Magazine's sexiest athlete and her liking the People post of it. Like you're down bad. Yeah. And in the best way, they're so down bad for each other. He was a fan first. He shot his shot. He fucking did the damn thing. She publicly supports him first. And he then makes his way to Argentina for the most grand display where she changes the lyrics and then runs off stage to a screaming audience into his arms. No, I am sorry. I am sorry. That is the best. That is the absolute best thing ever. I am hooked. I'm hooked. Remember when we recorded the podcast, like I guess it was two months ago or something at this point, when it was the video of them leaving the stadium, they're holding hands. Yes. And I said to you, I was like, Julie, we have to record immediately. Like we watched the video and we press record immediately. Think about how young and naive we were at the time. No, like I don't even remember that fully yet. Never in my wildest dreams that I expect to get this content. I mean, and also by the way, like, the getting it from Taylor can't be ignored here either. The fact of the matter is, is that for so much of her career, as we've seen it, she has been with Joe Alwyn. That was a six, seven year relationship. And we got so little from that. So there was a giant chunk and period of time where the concept of viewing Taylor Swift in a public relationship was just not on the table. To view any aspect of her living her life in this way was just not on the table. And I also think it's really interesting because when you listen to her songs and you listen to her lyrics, like this is somebody who sings very publicly about relationships. This is somebody who sings very publicly about love. And so the contrast of her being in a relationship with Joe Alwyn and the public only getting her feelings and seeing how she's reacting in these relationships via her lyrics to now getting both of it. It feels very right for Taylor is the way that I feel about it. Like, I just think that if you're somebody who loves love in this way, that most of your songs are about it. Most of what you are singing is about this idea of being in love. Then like, you should also be able to publicly be in love. Exactly. And the part that I keep thinking is that for so long, I really felt, and again, I I recognize that by no means are we, you know, diehard Swifties or the most educated on everything that goes on. But my perception of it was that it was mutual. Like she wanted this private love life. He did too. And it kind of worked for them. And what I'm realizing now, kind of like what you were saying is that I don't think she ever really wanted that. I think maybe she thought she did because that's what he wanted. And yes, there are so many aspects of her life that are so public. So maybe she enjoyed keeping this to herself. But now being with a guy who is so down to support her and just have their love story on display, not in a way that's performative, just in a way that's not hiding what is so clearly there. I think that for her, you're exactly right. For someone who writes about love and relationships in such an intense way, this is probably exactly what she wants. And I actually feel bad that... I'm imagining that she was so muted for so long. And maybe even, I don't even know if you were to ask her at the time, she would have felt that she was being muted. I think maybe she would have felt that that's what she wanted and that there was something really intimate about the privacy. Whereas, and again, I'm like completely making something up that may not exist. But what I feel now is that she can have that intimacy with Travis and realize that showing their love and affection for one another on a public scale does not take away from the intimacy by any means. It's just like allowing them to be proud of each other and their love and have it not be something that's so secretive. Like they still have their private intimate moments and that doesn't mean that she can't run off stage and kiss him. It takes away from that 0%. You know, I think that's somebody who has probably paid closer attention than we have to Taylor in terms of 
you know, her entire career. And, you know, Swifties are very in tune to her. We are not as in tune to her. We're very in tune to this relationship and we're very in tune to her career. We are not in tune to her patterns and where she has been mentally and, and physically in one stage of her life versus another. Like we can't speak to that. But I can imagine somebody who's like a diehard Swiftie who has paid attention to that would probably say that being in a relationship with Joe Allen in the way that she was, where it was secretive and out of the public and kind of lacked what we are seeing now is not only a reaction to maybe what he wanted, but also to what she thought she wanted at the time based on her relationship with the public, not just her relationship with a relationship. And I also think that the way that that translates in terms of what we are seeing now, and I don't know Joe Alwyn enough to make this assertion, but I will make it based on what we see with a lot of men in general and probably could apply to the relationship with Joe Alwyn. I think what Taylor is experiencing for the first time is what it is like to be in a relationship with somebody who is secure enough to allow Taylor to be Taylor while not taking it all anything away from who he is as a person. And I think that Taylor was probably a little bit muted during her relationship with Joe or maybe other relationships in the past because she was so clearly the power in that relationship. She was the more famous one. She was the more successful one. And you can't, you can't downplay the fragility of a male ego who wants to date somebody who is that famous, who is that public, but doesn't want that to apply to their relationship. And so what you're seeing now is somebody who feels secure in themselves and in their relationship. And although we don't have the ins and outs of that, I think that the way that we are watching this play out probably is able to lead all of us to that conclusion. Yes. One million percent. And the security that he is demonstrating within himself, it's so unbelievably appealing. And I think for her, probably so refreshing because you're right. No matter who the guy, you can never downplay the fragility of the male ego. It is so true. We see it constantly. And here's a guy that not only feels comfortable with himself as a person, but also very comfortable with where he's at in his own career and is so more than happy to at times take a backseat to her and is nothing but proud of that. And I think that if you're her, what a fucking unbelievable feeling. Yeah. Unbelievable. I know. I can't get over it. I cannot get over it. This is tens across the board. I have nothing but positive feelings about this. And let's just hope that this trajectory continues because wow, we are really seeing something. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. And it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. And Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies. 
So Mother's Day is coming up. And I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, I recognize this could be considered niche for some people, but I don't think if you're listening to the podcast, it's niche. The news that just broke an hour ago from TMZ, Chris Appleton files to divorce Lucas Gage after six months of marriage. By the way, we literally just watched their episode last week's Kardashians. I'm going to read you this one paragraph. Appleton beelined it to court Monday morning and lists the couple's date of separation as Friday. On the divorce docs obtained by TMZ, Chris lists, quote, irreconcilable differences is the reason for the split and reveals the couple has a prenup in place. As for the reason for the split, a source close to the couple tells us this was not an easy decision for Chris to make, but he tried everything he could to make the marriage work and needed to make the best decision for himself moving forward. It was a relationship that moved super fast, going public with their relationship in February during a trip to Mexico and engaged only a few weeks before their Vegas wedding. Whoa. I mean, to have your date of separation listed as the day after your wedding episode airs is kind of crazy. Okay, so my thing with this, and I said this to you last week before we started recording the Kardashian recap, because obviously last week's Kardashian episode focused heavily on their wedding, Kim officiating the whole Shania Twain performance. And I always feel when we're talking about a marriage, specifically when there have been no signs pointing to anything negative and the only thing they're showing us is like overwhelming happiness, I never really like to talk about divorce prediction just because I don't think it's the best thing karmically. However, now that it's obviously been said and done, like, yeah, I I would be lying to you if I said this is surprising. I'm very surprised with the speed with which it happened, but there was 0% of me that thought this was in it for the long haul. I mean, the rush nature was so on display. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is a couple that we were certainly excited about at the time. And we, like I said, just watched that wedding episode of the Kardashians and we're very excited to watch it play out. I just want to say like their relationship completely aside, I personally just don't ever understand the rush. Like I, I just feel like a couple of weeks to engagement, to wedding, like it's not enough time to know whether or not you can spend the rest of your life with this person. And even if you really think that it is, why not just like wait a little bit and see? I don't, I never, I always say this to you. I don't understand what the rush is. I don't even understand the rush when people are like seven months and then engaged. I mean, Julie, you and I always talk about how even the idea of sharing a bedroom with someone else for the rest of our lives feels borderline terrifying. So like, no, I personally cannot understand the appeal of rushing into marriage. I can understand feeling so overwhelmingly passionate about someone and wanting to do something about that love. But to me, it's like, take that energy and 
go away for a week together to Turks and Caicos and leave your phones at home and you know see how it feels to be together 24-7. I think marriage is the most extreme of options. I will say, just because this is very timely given last week's episode, I was unwilling to comment on this last week, but now that I feel we have free reign to do so, watching that episode, it seemed like two people that were really into each other totally, but it was almost like there was this imbalance in the power dynamic or something. Like, I don't know if it's fair to say because we watched so little, but if you were to ask me my most honest reaction to last week's episode, while of course I was very excited about the whole thing, there was almost a bit where it was like, Lucas was kind of along for the ride, you know, like just so excited about the whole thing. And it was all very overstimulating. And I, I, I don't know that like that, that is, you know, certainly now in my head as I'm just thinking about all this. I think an aspect of understanding the power dynamic or believing that we understand the power dynamic is that we also kind of know them and not like we know them well, but we saw the way that this relationship unfolded. We saw the way that, you know, Everybody couldn't get over the fact that a year or so prior, Lucas Gage was the kid on the Zoom who the director was making fun of his apartment and he had posted on Instagram. Like we saw the beginning of Lucas Gage as an actor and him and his career and the way that, of course, anybody would benefit from the lifestyle of Chris Appleton and how easy it is to get kind of swept up and caught up in that. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I would get fucking swept up and caught up with Chris Appleton tomorrow. And I think we also, in the most recent episode of Kardashians, kind of saw the way that Chris Appleton got swept up in the idea of bringing somebody into his lifestyle, showing this person the way that he could take care of him and what he could give him. And, you know, here it's Kim Kardashian that's going to officiate our wedding. And here's the private plane that we're going to take both of our families on, you know, with Kim seeing this private Shania Twain concert. Like there was a lot of aspects of this relationship that the dynamics kind of just made sense. Like I, you could see what both of them, of course, were getting out of it. And on top of that, they both clearly were enamored with each other. They were really into each other. And I do think that they kind of got swept up in this whirlwind romance. And like you said, their reaction to want to do something about it is what led them to marriage rather than kind of taking a beat, giving each other maybe larger displays of affection and these grand gestures that didn't necessarily amount to a legal binding contract of marriage. But I I think that they got just, I think you saw the way they just got swept up in the whole thing. Completely. And I think what I want to clarify just in terms of my perception of it is it's not as though I watched that episode and felt that Lucas was using Chris or Chris was using Lucas. That was not the vibe at all. I don't think any of it was intentional or even conscious. I just think it was because of the extravagant nature of the entire situation, it was far easier to get wrapped up in it because yes, it is a once in a lifetime thing for Shania Twain to give you this private performance and then Kim Kardashian to officiate your wedding and have this all happen in a way that feels or has the potential to, if you're already feeling like this is my person, all of those things kind of really intensifying that. But I, it's not like I'm thinking, wow, he was, he was really, you know, using Chris for all he was worth, or here was Chris taking advantage of this like naive guy. That, that was so not how I felt. It was just that there was something happening that I don't even necessarily think either of them were overly conscious of. That's how I feel too. That's exactly how I feel. I, I just, and I, you know, I, I think it's the kind of thing where two years from now, they're going to look back and Chris and Kim will be doing glam and Chris will be like, wow, that was fucking crazy, huh? And Kim's like, yeah, aren't you glad that I told you to get a prenup? 
Thank God for that prenup. Although I have to imagine it was being done regardless, but there's nothing that makes you move quick on a prenup quite like Kim Kardashian quoting Gold Digger and telling you to get one. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this was shocking news. And it's funny, the reactions in our DMs, like if you if you didn't see the story and you were just looking at our DMs and you saw the thousands of responses, you would think this was like Ben and JLo breakup. I know. Well, I also think part of it is just the timing. Like we just watched that episode. Well, that's why it does feel, and I'm not saying this is the case, but it does feel given the fact that in the documents, he cited the date of separation as the Friday after the episode aired. Like maybe- they were waiting for it to come out. That could be entirely coincidental. But of course, it's a normal response for people to be wondering that. Yeah. Nuts. I don't know, you guys. Absolutely nuts. I I think that like, f- for both of their sakes, this will be quick and seamless and they will move on to have very successful romantic lives separate from one another and it'll not negatively impact either of them. But what a whirlwind that we just so happened to get such insight into. I know. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. 
What are your thoughts on Harry Styles with a shaved head? And for anyone who didn't see, he was spotted with Taylor Russell at the U2 concert at the Sphere last Thursday. Shaved head. I need to know your reaction. Okay. I'm so glad you asked me. Obviously, this is my area of, of expertise, just not Harry Styles specifically, just shaved head specifically. I, I don't know. I'm going to need to see a couple of more angles before I, I make a decision. I think that a lot of times when I see it, when I see a guy with a, sh- with, with a freshly shaved head, uh, by the way, I want to say like buzz cut shave, not like bald shaved, but I, I usually immediately am like, oh my God, this is the best day of my life. I don't know if I quite had that reaction with Harry Styles yet because I, I do love that, that head of hair. Um, but I think that there's a chance that I see a couple of different angles of this and, and go crazy for it. I don't know. You don't think so? Um, I'm, I mean, but the fact that I didn't right away should maybe tell you that that's, it wasn't. That's I'm what I'm saying. did it. That's what I'm saying to you. I can't remember who we were talking about because in this moment, I can't remember if it was a celebrity or if it was a person in our own lives. But I remember there was a guy that I was, oh, Okay. Yes. Not a celebrity. You'll know who I, who I'm talking about. It was, you asked me, should I go out with this guy? And he's like six, three. And I was like, I don't know. And you're like, honestly, that's all I need to know. Because if you having that much hesitation for a guy that's six, three clearly shows. And that's how I feel about this. It's like, you have never once in my time of knowing you been hesitant on a guy's decision to shave their head. And so if Harry Styles, who we both think is like one of the hottest people ever shaves their head and you don't have this reaction of like, holy fuck, I don't know if you're necessarily going to get there. I'm not saying it's a bad move for him. I'm sure there are plenty of people that love it. I'm just thinking if I am evaluating your response, the fact that you did not jump on this to me is very telling. Okay. Yes. Like totally. Yes. I just think that it's impossible to analyze pictures from inside the sphere at a U2 concert that are like blurry fan photos. Like I could see him tomorrow walking down the street in a black North Face puffer jacket with like cool sunglasses, a shaved head and be like, this is actually the greatest day of my whole entire life. I just think that like, there's, there's no way for me to assess that yet. Yeah. And that's, that's fair. I mean, I, I can speak for myself in saying, listen, he, he's hot no matter what. If you were asking me my preference, it's not this. I think you got that kind of hair. You got to really let it flow. No, I, I kind of agree. I don't know. I, I'm just shocked that he did it. It feels like if John Stamos shaved his head in 1996, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's the kind of thing where like, Hey, you don't want to get a little audience poll. Like we can have a community weigh in, but he, he kind of just went for it, which I, I, I fully respect. And I'm sure there are some people that are losing it from this. I am just speaking in terms of you who just for context, I think most of you guys know this, if you listen weekly, but like, I don't think Julie and I have ever been in a situation with a guy not even a guy that either of us are necessarily romantically interested in, like literally just any guy where they're talking about their hair or haircuts. And she doesn't say like, yeah, I mean, if I were you, I would shave your head. Like no matter who the guy, typically 99% of the time, her response is shave your head, get a chain, and then let's talk. So for Harry Styles, like literally the fucking hottest guy ever to do it. And for you to not be salivating, it's a little suspicious. That's all I'm going to say. Although I totally agree with you. Photos from inside the sphere are not the best judge because you're right. He walks down the street in a North Face puffer. I know we're both losing it. Right. Let's just wait and see. But I have a question actually that has plagued me since these photos dropped that I have not been able to figure out yet. And maybe you have some insight. I saw very briefly on Twitter prior to these photos coming out that there was speculation that Harry Styles had shaved his head. 
I have absolutely no idea how anybody arrived at that correct conclusion ahead of seeing photos because it wasn't from photos. Like I, I can't tell you exactly what it was because I'm I'm having a hard time figuring it out, but it was like maybe from a lyric change or somebody singing something or I don't know what it is, but like Twitter was talking about Harry Styles potentially having shaved his head before any photos were released. How did they know that? Okay, so I don't know, but I am very curious if someone does. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I, I do know what you're talking about, but I have no understanding like of how anyone arrived at that conclusion or if there's some huge piece of information that we're missing. We won't cut this out even if we end up sounding stupid. We'll keep it in and anyone can let us know if they know what you're talking about. Like how do you just predict Harry Styles shaving his head and then be right? That's some Teresa Caputo shit. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, New Kids on the Block, Sean Paul, Sum 41, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to dot com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's dot com promo code CELEBS. Okay, something else we have to talk about is the Mahomes family for the Skims Holiday Shop, which I want to tell you that I saw this before it was sent to me a million times on Instagram because obviously I am subscribed to the Skims email. And when I opened this, I audibly gasped. And what I didn't say out loud because I was alone in my apartment was, wait a second, we just had a whole conversation on the podcast about in our absolute most fantasy world, Travis and Taylor doing some sort of Skims shoot together, which again was like a, a pipe dream in a galaxy so far out for a million reasons that would never happen. Even probably Travis doing Skims Men alone in our minds would never happen, right? And then I open this email, I see the Mahomes family looking at me and I say to myself, is this a completely separate incident or is there any world where this signals that it is potentially possible to get Travis Kelsey for Skims Men? And I kept that thought to myself because I thought it was fucking crazy. And then our DMs start getting flooded with people saying the exact same thing of like, wait, guys, is this a step in the Travis direction? Not Travis and Taylor, let's not get crazy, but like the Travis direction, to which I say, I have no idea. I guess the answer is probably still no, but I felt comforted knowing it was not just me that had that thought. No, well, also 
it's one thing with the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey to Taylor connection, but Taylor and Brittany Mahomes have become very, very, very good friends. I mean, when Taylor is out in the city with her crew, with Gigi, with Blake, with Sophie Turner, Brittany Mahomes is at Bond Street Sushi with them too. So it's, it's not just about the Patrick Mahomes of it all in terms of his relationship with Travis. It is more interestingly to look at Brittany Mahomes and her relationship with with Taylor now and how that all all works. I know, but I think if I were to guess, that shoot was done way before Brittany really formed this friendship with Taylor. I think it's only recently that they've, you know, been hanging out outside of the stadium. And I have to imagine that that Skims shoot was done a little while back. So I, I could imagine it being the kind of thing, like just here's a hypothetical scenario Taylor and Brittany are sitting at Bond Street with Selena and Gigi and whoever else they're with. And Brittany says to Taylor, by the way, I just want to tell you so that you don't see it on Instagram for the first time. A few months back, me and Patrick did a shoot for Skim's Holiday Shop. It's going to be coming out. Like, I just want you to know that was done way prior to this friendship. And like, obviously, if there is a loyalty thing with you and Kim, you know that, I, that I'm that i riding for you. And I'm sure Taylor was like, oh my God, it's water under the bridge. It's her ex-husband that I hate. <laughs> That's my dream, at least. I know, me too. I know. I don't know. It's interesting though. My honest feeling on that, which I'm sure could be so off and is probably optimistic thinking, but I, I really do believe there is a world in which like Taylor and Kim are seen together publicly and it's just like a united unspoken fuck Kanye. And they realize that they are now uniting on their mutual disdain for that man. Here's my thought on it. It's not just that the issue occurred between Taylor and Kanye completely isolated. Kim had a role in that. And I just don't see a scenario in which Taylor and Kim patch things up, mainly because Taylor doesn't need to do that. There's no part of Taylor's career or life that overlaps with Kim in a way where she would feel this overwhelming want or need to put this whole thing not just behind her, but like to publicly embrace each other and 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 have this friendship. I mean, there's literally there's there's nothing connecting them in that way. And and a Skims campaign is certainly not going to be the thing to do it. So I don't see a scenario in which they have any sort of relationship, either public or private. I don't see either of them getting to that point. What I do think that you'll see more of is maybe less of a reaction to people who are in Taylor's camp and who are very close friends with Taylor doing things with Kim, such as business ventures and Skim specifically. Just to clarify, there is 0% of Taylor that needs to make things right with Kim for her own sake. And there's 0% of Kim that needs to make things right with Taylor for her own sake, with the exception of wanting Travis for a campaign. It's more so, yes, Kim definitely had an involvement in the issue that went down, but I think, and we were talking about this last week with something totally separate on the Kardashian episode, being now so separated from Kanye, I think what Kim is experiencing is a lot of reflection and like, whoa, he really did some things that were so off. And in some ways I was so in it that I couldn't see it. And now that I have, you know, this view, I I have a lot more clarity than I ever did. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that this will ever happen, right? I'm just saying, I don't think it is the most impossible thing ever because all these years that have passed now, like Kanye is the problem, you know? And that's so clear. It's been clear to Taylor forever. And it is so clear to Kim now. And I don't know. I I just think that Kim is in this space where she 
they're never going to be best friends, but I don't think that as like Kim is growing as this billionaire figure who is taking over in so many other ways, I don't think she wants to have no pun intended bad blood. And so if there's a way where they could have that resolution and maybe they already did and no one knows about it. Like, I just don't think it would be the craziest thing. Maybe Kim playing Taylor's music in the background of her gym videos is symbolic of that in some ways. And maybe I'm making something up that doesn't exist. I just like truly do not believe it's the craziest thing because of the way Kim feels about Kanye and the clarity she now has about him as a person. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know for sure, but maybe crazier things have certainly happened. We saw Kylie and Jordan together. Anything could happen. Yeah. We'll have to see. I don't know. Well, this was a whirlwind. (laughs) We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. And we'll see you later this week for Kardashians and Bravo. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Free to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.